Are you ready? Say it like that, then your toes won't hurt. <laughs> One, two, three, and four. Welcome to my so-called healing podcast, where we are always unfiltered and unapologetic. Navigating life's messes as modern day women. I'm Brooke. And I'm Anna, and we're so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome to the My So-Called Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke, and this is Anna. Yo. We're certainly glad you're here today listening from wherever you are, getting a front row seat to the shit show. The actual shit show. With Anna's cats taunting me, tantalizing me today. It's not that I've heard it all. I (laughs) was dying laughing at that whole... The thing is, is your cat's so small, I'm fighting it with my index finger, and it thinks that it's, like, manning up, like, with his little paw, like, it's coming at me. the way that he's batting at you is just Super funny. Hilarious. Super funny. Anyways. Good times. Welcome to the show. Welcome, oh, welcome. God. Today is Monday that we're airing this. Yes. I don't even know what day it is that I'm doing this now. So let's just jump right in. Join our Facebook group. The community yes. is growing. It is growing stronger, and people are actually like engaging with us. So that's yes. good. It's exciting. Thank you to all those it's who are exciting stuff. in the group and engaging all the things. Building the community, building the connection. Yes. It's what's important. Watch your cats are distracting me. <sighs> Um, all right, let me, I, so today I wanted to talk about, I have been, I don't know what land that I fell into on social media, but like all of a sudden it's all these poems and quotes and like more than just like a quote, like actual poetry, like hmm. coming up into my feed everywhere, which I'm not hating on cause I actually like poetry and I finished my book. So I was like all depressed about it. So it's good that it's popping up so I can read something meaningful. But anyways, I saw this um, quote and it says, before self-love becomes a liberation, it is first a burden. Well, there's the anger at who treated you poorly when you didn't know to ask for better treatment, the anger at yourself for what you've allowed. There's the grief for lost time. There's the strangling necessity to push people, things, ideas out, 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 because there's no room for them. There's the loneliness and isolation that accompanies the growth of self. There's the new boundary lines, the new range of the word no, the opening of eyes that would rather be shut, and the terrifying realization that love isn't synonymous with joy. It's synonymous with growth. I suppose I should say who wrote that. That's deep. Yeah, I mean, it was really good, I thought. Jamie Varon. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Um, So it's interesting talking about, like, self-love because – most people wouldn't think of it as a burden at first, but actually it is because it's it's hard, really difficult to, to get over the anger that you have at people for the way they treat you. Living in like swimming in that resentment takes a minute to like pop out because then you instantly go into like the mode of what the fuck was wrong with me that I like tolerated this for so long. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's this. Again, social media, the media, whatever, always puts out this narrative that self-love is this rainbows and butterfly thing, and it's really not. I don't think they do. Do you you really think that? I kind of think so, yeah. I don't, but I don't follow the same people. (laughs) But it's the... I follow real people, recovering (laughs) alcoholics who know bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I, I don't know. I feel like it's, I mean, kind of like the post we made in the group this morning, like talking about how self-love is massages. and well, That was self-care. Well, it, Different. Yes, but <laughs> also not. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I get it. I get what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Good. Glad we're on the same page, maybe. <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> so finish your sentence. I tried. Well, I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> I don't know where I was going. Well, here. <laughs> Oh, so I think that there's like different variations for different people on what self-love is. And that's probably part of the problem because I don't think there is a synonymous definition Mm -hmm. Um, like universal. This is the definition of self-love. I think a lot of people would say self-love is bullshit, uh, which I find to be interesting because without people will use the word confidence and I know that they're not one in the same. However, if you have love for yourself and respect for yourself, you exude confidence in a way that people who don't have those things don't exude, lack, right. you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting to look at, like, the grief process, the anger process, and the fact that, like, it's hard to grow into loving yourself. And it's it's hard to grow, period, but, mm-hmm. like, it really is this isolating, lonely space of development as you're, like, integrating new boundaries and new, I don't know, limitations for yourself, I guess. Yeah. No, I think so, too. Yeah. Blast! Can't. Um, no, because here, when you put things like people look at, for instance, today in the group, you posted the thing about self care, and I was like, I think people get hung up from the toxic positivity people mm-hmm. that spew self care, self care, self care, and it's like got a really negative connotation to it. Most people don't want to fucking hear the word self-care or um, like any of that kind of stuff. Even really, I think getting sick of the point to the point they're getting sick of like self-love, right. um, which I like strive for self-acceptance um, more so than loving myself. I don't know why. I just feel like accepting myself is harder than I can love my, I can love parts of myself all day long, all the time. But can you love parts of yourself if you don't accept parts of yourself? Like, I feel like they kind of coincide. No, I can love parts of myself that I don't accept because I think it's fucking funny. I can love a lot of parts of myself that are not good for me, that shouldn't be part of, or that I don't want to accept as a part of my persona, um, or that I'm changing, or that I, my old versions of myself, I can love. But I definitely can't accept a lot of parts of myself, um, that's harder to me because okay. acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. You know what I mean? Yes. It is. Yes. Um, I think you can love. I, I think that's why like love is not synonymous with like joy and the happy go lucky. Like mm. it really is synonymous probably with growth and development and 
Um, I do think that was pretty powerful at the end because I think it to, I believe it to be true. People get caught up with that love is this good feeling all the mm-hmm. time. And as anyone who's been married can tell you, it is not always about the butterflies and the happy and yeah. the lucky. And um, love shows up in ways that that sometimes will surprise you. And it's not always positive. Mm-hmm. But it's like my favorite definition of love, right, um, is that it's like not even a definition. It's just like a... Um, I guess like a little cartoon where the old man's pissed off at his wife and it's raining and he's still holding the umbrella oh, over yeah. her. He's like looking the other way, he's super <laughs> angry, but he's still he's holding, still holding the umbrella yeah. for her. And that's like, to me, the perfect summary of love. Because mm-hmm. even with myself, I can really be irritated with myself, but I still love myself. Still got yes. my umbrella up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That makes it easier maybe to understand. No, I think that's a good... The way my brain works. <laughs> No, I think that's a good visual representation. Yeah, I think people really, like, I hate, and well, and so today you saw people commented, like, I used to go get massages, but the time that it took and the driving mm-hmm. and getting there, all of that caused more stress than the actual massage, which like, I don't get, because, like, I am all you about massages. Yes. Yes. Um, however, it, I would like to find, I would like someone to come into my house, and my husband just has this weird hang-up about it. Otherwise, I would already have people coming into my house to give me a massage, so I don't even have to leave. Like, to me, that's perfection. Oh, yeah. That's like, what I come want in, for nails. Then you take a shower, yeah. and you're done. Like, you don't have to go anywhere. You just... Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's great. Wonderful. Living the life. <laughs> but I still don't mind driving to my appointment, because to me, it is worth it to get, like, the stress knots kinked out of my body Mm -hmm. and like energy moved through, et cetera. Yeah. But I think there's just this period. It was Drew Barrymore, I think, who was on a podcast a couple months ago maybe, but she was really emotional talking about the lack of forgiveness that she had for herself for the Mm -hmm. stuff that she did and the the way that she just couldn't accept and love herself. Um, And she held on to anger for so many years that it was unnecessary. So now it's like forgiving, forgiving herself for not forgiving herself in the past and for holding this, you know. Causing additional suffering. Well, yeah, yeah. And just holding this, you know, weight over herself that was like totally unnecessary, obviously the suffering, but Mm -hmm. also just blocking herself from imminent joy um, cause joy comes and goes, right? What this too shall pass. What mm-hmm. comes in is good is you can bet your ass. It's going to come flip to the bad. Like right. nothing is ever up or down in only one, one way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you'd be manic, <laughs> um, or bipolar, extremely depressed, whatever the low one is. Right. Um, but I think that it's really interesting to listen to people talk about loving themselves because I, have sat with people who will tell you like how much they love themselves and how hard they've worked. And I don't doubt that people have done the people I'm referring to have done that, but um, they're full of shit. Mm -hmm. So like you have the least amount of respect for yourself on any human being that I know. These are people in my personal life and you're like spouting off how much love you have for yourself and it's total bullshit. So I feel like that's where, because everything is left up to interpretation, mm-hmm. be it personal growth, you know, self-help, development, spirituality, like there's all these things for each of us to interpret interpret, and like internalize for ourselves. 
it can get really confusing and murky in this world of um, wellness, I shall say. Wellness, I guess, right? Yeah. It can get like dark kind of because you can look at people and be like, what the fuck? I want like no part of what you're doing, Mm -hmm. what you've got going on. Well, yeah. But I think part of it too is, again, the work that goes into really truly loving yourself. Like I think that obviously there's usually resistance there, but I don't know that there's like the surface level definition of like, like you said, people saying, Oh, I love myself, but they don't truly do, you know? Right. So like, what would be like, what's an example of that? You don't have one. I mean, (laughs) I'm sure I do, but I'm asking you. I don't know. The question is. So like what's an example of what would be like surface level loving yourself? Because I, I have a feeling that a lot of people are under that understanding that they like they love themselves, but they I think it's really a it's surface level. I think that, that it would be they think about body positivity and loving your physical form, which to me is the easiest form of yourself to love because it's easy to look at yourself. And even if you are like like I have for real body issues and like definitely morphed visions of myself and see myself very differently than I think the rest of the world does, or at least God, I hope so. Um, But I've done a lot of work on that and it's very easy to look in a mirror and say, God, I I really do have pretty eyes or I do have nice eyes or I really have good hair. I like my boobs, you know, like Mm -hmm. my shoulders are pretty okay. People can really think that it's that self love goes only on that level and they won't take it a step further to look at their actual fucking personality Mm -hmm. or traits or integrity, character, all those things that are deep and make up. Who you actually are. are. Yeah. So did I answer that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's good that I did. Yeah, proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I just, uh, because like you said, I think a lot of people are operating under the, the false idea that they do love themselves. But again, I think it always comes back to, well, we talk about it a lot, but like, sitting with yourself like truly sitting with yourself and if you don't love yourself you can't well I also think loving yourself is a matter of hitting goals too and achieving things to build confidence it's like with a toddler like my Charlie (laughs) helping him walk giving him some perspective on the world let Mm -hmm. him out of the cart on at Target because I'm giving him safe Allison safe (laughs) space to run and grow but to be able to look at like what he just accomplished and be like oh proud of himself i did that i can do that and Mm -hmm. look at aunt brookie let me do that like and so it becomes this you know perpetual cycle of not overachieving that's not what i'm talking about but small things and it Mm -hmm. could be as simple as getting up every day at the same time it doesn't have to be some big you know but i do think part of loving yourself is building flexing the muscle strengthening the muscle and building resilience to always having something to work towards Mm -hmm. like a goal in mind for yourself yeah otherwise you get stagnant and it all goes to shit all the stuff you've done anyway well yeah and i feel like anybody that lives in a state of stagnancy is not like they're not happy they're miserable it's like that stuckness feeling uh, yeah, I feel like some people are real happy there, though. Well, they say they they're happy it. there, but no, they love it. They love to not look at things and see things. They want to be right where 
they are in a box. Yes, but are they really actually happy? In their minds, they think in they are. Minds. Not but they're to like you, shoving all you, that but not shit to you, down. Yeah. but to them. Everybody's different, you know. Yeah. Some people don't have a, a a desire to go deep into their psyches and stuff. Some people really don't. They don't give a fuck about it. So, mm-hmm. if you're one of those people, that's great for you. I'm jealous. I literally of. was just having that conversation the other day of like, I don't understand. I can't wrap my head around the fact that there are people that like self-awareness, any of like that, that desire for like bettering yourself or any of that is just non-existent to them. I can't, I can't wrap my head around that. Well, I don't think it's wrong. I mean, I think there's more than that, but that's what makes the world go around. Well, yeah, no, I don't think it's wrong either. I just can't probably because I'm so far on the other end of the spectrum, like overly obsessed, (laughs) Yeah, maybe do it on a healthy level, but like, I just, I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is because it just like perplexes me to be like, you don't you want to read that book? Why would I read that book? Right. Like, I don't know. Like evolve, like learn something. Why? <laughs> okay. Just sit here and keep it real. Do yeah. yeah. see you later. <laughs> um, but a lot of people will look at men and think that and, and that's just a generalization, obviously. But I think for some men, they can use athleticism as a way to grow within themselves. Like Mm -hmm. if you look at athletics, like football and all those things, when you look at what the coaches say and all of that is the same thing that, that I'm into motivational Mm -hmm. speaking and positive, you know, reinforcement and visualization and manifestation and meditation and all the things that they do in the locker room, but discipline and mental, like all of it. Yeah. The, um, exact same thing as going Mm -hmm. to like a soul retrieval, thing for the Mm -hmm. weekend, whatever conference. Yeah. Um, sort of, um, it depends on how deep in the woo you're stepping into. Um, I think that self-love is so difficult because people feel ashamed, not all people, but a lot of people I think get shame from thinking about loving themselves because it feels selfish to them Mm -hmm. or it feels wrong to them that they should be putting so much effort and energy into themselves because obviously they were like raised to not focus on themselves and focus on other people, which, you know, has its own benefits and drawbacks. But I think that it is hard for people to conceptualize fully what like self-acceptance is and self-love is and um, self-care. There's different, they all have a different definition. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think self-acceptance is kind of um, the furthest down the, that's the place you get to that you just maintenance from there on out. Like there's not much more work to do. It's maintenance from that point on. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think that's... Yeah, how I feel about it. Just verifying in my head. <laughs> Just fact-checking in your head? Um, I think it's it's interesting. People wouldn't... Would you associate self-love with, um, like, grief and, like, going through some of, that, some of that stuff? I mean, I think normally, like, before I started getting into, like, the personal growth and development field or whatever, no. Um, again, I think in in my head or what I was always kind of told self-love was this the rainbows and butterflies type of 
definition. Um, but there definitely is a, a grieving aspect. Like you said, like you have to grieve the loss of what, you know, you didn't get or, um, just different areas, but that's a big part of it is allowing yourself the space to grieve those things. Well, how do you get the space? Well, I think it's kind of just forcing yourself to sit with it. Like ask those, I don't, I mean, I guess it looks different for everybody, but forcing yourself to sit in it for a, I don't know, designated amount of time. So you're obviously But not- how would someone sit in it? How do you describe that? How do you how would someone who's listening or doesn't know how to sit with it, sit with it? I mean I guess if, it depends on if there was something like feelings were coming up instead of distracting yourself, pushing them away, just pausing and letting the feelings arise and feel them and then let them pass because they will move through if you let them come up. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. Do you say for the most part. Yeah. They're not going to last forever. People always think feelings are going to like kill them. And they well, don't. No, there literally is a, the, uh, what is it? 90 seconds <sighs> is how long an emotion lasts. And it only lasts longer than that. If you feed the emotion. So any emotion that lasts longer than 90 seconds, it's because you're feeding it. I don't believe that. Who'd you hear that from? I do not believe that. It's like an actual scientific thing. I don't, well, I think if you're sitting with feeling the feelings, it's longer than 90 seconds because you're not used to doing it. So I guess if you're perpetuating it by, you know, let's think about a time when you maybe felt anxious and it was like climbing the walls for how long? Like, you're not feeding it. I mean, you don't realize you are, but I think... You're not doing it intentionally. Well, but I think if you're going to sit and feel the feelings, right, Mm -hmm. if you're sitting with it, you're obviously perpetuating it because you're allowing yourself to think about it and not push it away. Correct. So it is the sign, you know, okay, so 90 seconds at last, but anyone who's sitting with an emotion is not going to, it's going to be longer Well, yes, yes, that's, you're correct. That was not what I was, the direction I was going with that, but yes, you're right. I just, because I think it's like um, getting, you don't want people to like. Expect. You're not going to sit 90 seconds and a feeling's going to be gone. That's fucking impossible. So whoever wrote that can, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. Um, (laughs) I mean, I just know just from even doing stuff like the, um, you know, step system in soap sobriety, like it's. No, nobody is sitting like 90 seconds and like, oh, no, no, I feel good because 90 seconds is up. My timer's done. I'm still fucking pissed at the dude in front of me driving in front of me that's not moved. Still in front of me driving like a dickhead, but I'm not 90 seconds fast, so my emotions going to go I'm through. done. Yeah. I'm like really need to find whoever wrote this, and I'm going to write a letter to them because this is so, like I can come up with literally 5 million it's Different like an scenarios. actual science-backed um, thing. I don't think so. Yeah, it is. I don't think so. <laughs> By a self-funded scientist. Sure. Writing their own book and putting it in it. <laughs> um, anyways, 
I understand the idea of like it's not going to last forever. People Correct. should have a tangible number, whatever, for how long an actual emotion emotion lasts. But if you're going to like get uncomfortable, what do you do when you're uncomfortable in those moments? And all you want to do is run the escape other direction. Yeah, I think it's trying as much as you can to just focus on breathing. Like I know it this sounds, is not for people who have panicked. I'm not discussing no, this to people not with, anxiety with severe attacks, trauma, but, pa- panic, like anything like that. This is just for your regular run of the mill, trying to love yourself and feeling uncomfortable in that feeling. So don't take this. We're not psychiatrists. So yeah, this not, is not a panic attack, anxiety um, attack kind of method. And seriously talk to your med- professional about sitting with feelings to begin with depending on what type of treatment you're getting. But anyways, um, it's hard to be uncomfortable. So hard. It's hard to not want to just like run away. Well, everything in our body, our entire nervous system literally is like alert, run the other direction. We're not doing this. So it's, you have to fight that essentially. Well, that's how, like, I always think of when I think of self-love and I, like, really think of, like, people who are trying to, like, avoid getting honest with themselves or, because I think you have to have a degree of honesty and be able to accept Mm -hmm. your flaws. Nobody's perfect. I'm not God. You're not God. Like, nobody's the best thing since sliced bread. Everybody has their own hiccups and their own flaws and their own things that they have to learn to accept about themselves and try and either change or if you can't change it, just accept it. Like, it's not easy. But the people who really, I think, struggle with actually looking at self-love and, like, feeling that it's okay to love yourselves are the wherever you go, there you are people. Like, they are constant drifters, constantly moving, trying to escape themselves, trying to, like, change the scenery around themselves to change the way they feel inside and, like, wherever you go, there you are. You're going to wind up with yourself no matter where you run to. Mm-hmm. And that therein is the problem with that I see with not enough people looking at growing and evolving their own love for themselves. Because I think if you can't love yourself, you're sure as fuck not loving other people, at least wholly. Um, and definitely not in a vulnerable way how's that which is the most powerful like kind of connection at least in my opinion but um it's uh it's interesting i think radical self-acceptance is like a whole different obviously but to get to that point of like you just accept who you are i think it takes maturity i think it takes age i think it takes wisdom from learned experiences um I'd say maybe Oprah's at a place in her life today. She's what, like 69, something, 65, Mm -hmm. like where she probably accepts herself more than ever. Like you need to have, I don't think that people, unless they're a very unique, special kind of individual, I would find it very odd to find a young person who's just accepting of themselves and like totally like, yeah. I feel like even once you reach that level of self-acceptance, it's, just like everything else, it's not a finish line. Like there's still going to be things I feel like that are going to pop up that initially you may not accept, but then it's kind of walking yourself back through accepting it. Things are going to pop up. Is that what you said? I, I mean, Sorry, yeah. I'm just trying to like, like I, 
I don't know. I just, I feel like it's not a, a one and done. You, you reach this level of self-acceptance and you just accept everything going forward. There's never any, like you said, hiccups or anything like that. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think it's, you are at a level where you're aware enough that if a situation like that comes up, you can walk yourself through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to think that it wouldn't be as acceptance is the answer to all my problems today, my friend. So it would be a much easier way to walk yourself through it. Mm-hmm. I'd say if there ever was a finish line, it would be the wisdom and acceptance of yourself wholly, wholly, mm-hmm. um, because you would know that even when you're faced with adversity or like something is hitting you that's like pushing a nerve or triggering you, like you already are in a f- place of like, there I go again. Just, you know, like it's all like more laid back, right? <laughs> Not so high strung. So if there's like a finish line, I feel like that that's probably it. like a close definition of what it would look like. Is that your for finish a lot line? Of people. I mean, because I just think there is a point where people here. You cannot do self-growth's personal development work all day, every day for the rest of your life. It's not possible. You're going to burn yourself out of it, number one. Or two, you're just going to say fuck it and go the complete opposite direction. When you do growth work, when you do personal development work, if you want to hire a coach, if you want to get involved in empowerment groups or whatever local you know, meetups that have some spiritual components to it that help you evolve, fine. That's wonderful. But you cannot consistently and constantly be doing something working on yourself because if you are, you're actually hiding from being able to step into the version of you that you tried and worked so hard to grow into Mm -hmm. and you're not living. So it's a fine line. I think like with anything, if you're compulsive, if you're, you know, I'm a recovering uh, alcoholic. So, uh, got 11 years last week, which is pretty neat. Got my token. It's pretty heavy. It's like solid. I was pretty excited about it. But, um, I think that if you honestly like don't pause and ride the wave for a bit, like and live your life the way that you just worked your ass off to live. Like, you know, my sponsor is always saying like, don't let the gifts of the program get in the way of the gifts of the program. Like you can't like allow that, which I used to be like, what the fuck are you saying what does that mean? but now it's like yeah no i can't, you know that when things start coming to fruition or good things start happening don't let yourself get in the way of the good things that are happening mm-hmm. like you can't then on to the next Correct. gotta read this book gotta read that book gotta do this book gotta do that book you know mm-hmm. um I think that there comes a point, and I was just talking with you about it, like read a fucking fiction book for a minute, bro. Like you're, it's too much. Like people can do, not necessarily you, I'm saying like people can do too much. And then you're not like tapping into who you are anymore because you're just lost in the perpetual cycle of trying to like. Fix yourself. And know it all. And even it becomes a way of escaping is my point. Like like yourself. Mm-hmm. It's another, there's so many ways that we, one can escape themselves oh, yeah. and one can anesthetize themselves and um, any little bit of compulsion and you can see like, whoosh, <laughs> you know, where people go. But there's important to like expanding your creativity, expanding your, you know, I don't know, give time volunteering, go learn a new skill, like whatever it is, like it can't always just be about your own personal development or you're never actually going to develop into anything. Life. Yeah. Um, so 
be mindful of that because while I strive for self-acceptance and I really hope to love myself one day, um, I don't want it to be all that my life is composed of because Mm -hmm. that's just another way to hide living my life as myself openly. Fully. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. Yeah. So I concur. If you struggle with (laughs) what? (laughs) You struggle with. (laughs) I want to see my face on the video. Okay. Um, It's always my favorite part. If you struggle with loving yourself, you know what? One of the most impactful things I can tell you to do or one of the most helpful things is to have some compassion for yourself and let it fucking go for the day. If you're like stuck in this murky water of like, I don't know, I feel like shit this one, or or you're reading a book that's making you feel like you're doing it wrong, like fucking toss the book. Okay. Mm -hmm. It to each, every 10 people have a person who they look to as they know it, they're helpful, they're this and that. And you know what? Eventually that person that you looked up to becomes non-relevant, Rachel Hollis. So, like, there's, you know, everything evolves over time and give yourself some compassion and just say, I don't need, I don't need to constantly be missing out on things by trying to, like, get to the root of who I am, the base of what I'm doing, because some of that's bullshit. Yeah. And like you said, you're not living them so gotta live my friends yes you do all right so join the facebook group that's all i got for today and then also sign up for the email newsletter uh subscription or actually the facebook group will ask you your email and we get it so that's fine um okay so we've been playing or asking ourselves these questions at the end of every episode which anna so wonderfully came up with because she had gotten these games that she wanted to play and it's the and by the skin deep Yes. So Anna um, reached out to the Skin Deep because we're having so much fun asking each other these little questions. Like, and this is what the little boxes look like. So this one is for like amusing, and Anna's got a box for uh, self. Yeah, the, the self, self edition. edition. And then there's a bunch of other editions. There's friends. There's partnership. There's it's the self edition. Yes. Um, and then there's one that's like a friend edition. Yes. Um, and then a relationship one, right? Because Je- I borrowed one for Jeff, and I think it's still we still have it. Yeah, there's a bunch of other ones, too. So, anyways, that's where we're getting these lovely little questions we've been asking each other the past couple episodes. And the little code link that you get, 10% discount? 10% off of all products. Is? My so-called healing. And we will link that in the show notes. But, yeah, you can um, head over to their website, theskindeep.com. And put in your little code, my so-called healing, and be able to get 10% off of all their games. And they actually have, like, a wide range it's of products. a ton of stuff. There's, yeah. So go check them out. A lot of cool stuff. And then also don't forget to join the Facebook group and to make sure that you answer the question and put your email in so you can get added to the newsletter because the group is growing and evolving and it is becoming cool place to hang out a whole little space which i'm digging the vibe of so all right let's go with what do you think is your purpose in my life um what do i think is my purpose in your life 
I mean, I'm sure I've probably taught you some lessons, given you some gray hairs. Mm-hmm. That's about. That's what I got. <laughs> Good lessons, bad lessons. Who knows? It's deep, Anna. I know it's really deep. All right, your turn. What is the most unshakable thing about you? Most unshakable thing about me is my. I think. Just I think the love that I have for people. Um, the love I share for people and have for people. Like it's feels it's very like deep and ever present. Yeah. For the people in my inner circle, not for just Joe Schmo on the street. It's like a resilience, it's a, a belief in a love. Like I really do when I love people, I love them hard. And it is unshakable. Like it's pretty hard for me to like not You'd have to do something pretty fucked up for me to be like, mm. not love you. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I can attest to that. It's uh, pretty deep. Unshakable. Unshakable. I like it. Mm hmm. So, all right. That's all we got for today. You guys go have a good week and recognize the beauty that surrounds all of you and in yourself. Yes. Keep it real. Bye. Bye. Blast! (laughs) One of these days.